0: We want to be our best, feel our best, and live our best. But achieving our best isn't as cut and dry as do fitness, eat good, get results, happy. 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 To find joy, good health, balance, and contentment, we need to show valour. This is valour. Valour is courage. Courage to face challenges, to endure, to struggle, to be exposed to all of your vulnerabilities, and to face it all without any certainty of the outcome the Valor Podcast. We share the methods, strategies, and ideas that can help us all achieve our very best. This is Valor. G'day guys. Welcome back to the Valor Podcast. Apologies for being a little bit late this week. I I decided to re-record this episode. I just wasn't happy with it. And I'd rather put it on hold for a day and get it done right. And how I would like to Get this message across, then do it, you know, and be unhappy with it. And I just think I rambled too much and didn't really give a good enough kind of conclusive finish to it. And I just wasn't happy. So here we go. We're going to repeat it. This is about burnout today. Not doing burnouts, um, sick bro. No, <laughs> no burnout as in being exhausted, um, not being able to cope with. Whatever it is that's burning you out work, home, kids, or a combination of. Um, I'm going to talk about it a bit from experience and share some story of my own. So, some sort of anecdotal stuff that I went through through uh, burnout uh, a few years ago. And. Then I'll also use some uh, research and evidence and stuff as well to explain what it is and all that. Why are we talking about this today and why is it on a fitness podcast? I think it's incredibly relevant, especially at the moment. Um, going through this you know, crazy 2020, um, I feel a lot of people got a chance to stop and to slow down and maybe realize that they were burnt out and... Um, and kind of got the recovery that they so desperately needed, but maybe didn't even realize they were burnt out or it finally just forced them to stop. or And, and even maybe had some revelations about realizing that maybe we, don't, we should not be doing so much or, um, you know, that the job won't catch fire if you, if you do miss a few days. But on the flip side, there was a lot of people that worked right through and potentially especially in the trade area worked even harder than ever before and I, I feel for those guys because I think um, you know everything that happened this year takes a bit of mental processing and emotional processing and that and when you're flat out at work you don't really get an opportunity to process that so I feel like a lot of those people that did work through or work extra hours might not have had the opportunity that a lot of us had to kind of process what the frick just went on um, especially now that we're sort of more to the other side of it for now so I think it's very relevant on both ends. The the people that maybe have been burnt out in the past, or or got an opportunity to stop just this year, or the people that had to ramp up and could be potentially burnt out right now. <clears throat> so this is all for you guys and anyone else that you know could be looking into whether it's entrepreneurship or having kids or whatever, and you know doesn't <laughs> doesn't know what they're in for because uh, the chance of burnout is pretty high, and a lot of people don't realize that they're gonna. You know, that, that there's a high risk for that, and our. I spoke about it in last week's podcast. How you know we added all this amazing technology to make things easier and quicker and more efficient, but instead of allowing that time to stop and recharge and reflect, or you know be more present, we just filled that time with more stuff and made ourselves more busy. You know, and yeah, the modern sort of family now <clears throat> has a few kids and. A bit, they've got school all day, which is while you're working. But then after school, there's school commitments and sports and different things. Or there's your own gym and things like that. And then you might have a little side hustle on the side. and Or or you might be you know, overworked and you do Saturdays and, or spend a lot of your night still on the laptop after work or answering emails at a late time and things like that. So trying to balance all that is freaking hard. <clears throat> so let's just go over what burnout is and things to do with like kind of the behaviors and that that cause it. Some of myself and some are, like I said, researched. Um, and we'll go over dealing with it. I'll tell my story and all that too. So here we go. Burnout. Burnout is yeah, just that incredible feeling of exhaustion um, yeah, as a result of just doing too much, working too much, too many hours, never getting that time to properly stop and be present and switch your brain off. Um, you can get things like A foggy brain where you just feel like you cannot think clearly. It's so hard to have new thoughts or what people tell you things and you can't process them. It's always a fog and a blur. So the things that you're doing right now, like you've probably got some pretty typical routines and processes and systems and that in your work life and daily life. The thought of trying to add new things becomes very overwhelming and scary because you just feel like, oh my God, I could not take in any more information. Um, You become easily frustrated and snappy. You might express that Internally, You might just keep that inside, but you might express it externally as well. You find yourself, um, if you kind of reflect here, you might realize that you are not very present for a lot of things, whether it was your kid's birthday party or having a conversation with your partner after work or seeing your your family. Um, all those kind of, especially, I feel like those events especially where you're having conversations with others or those moments when you are supposed to sort of slow down and be in the moment and you're not. You sort of look back on it and you're just like, wow, that was... That was an absolute blur. I don't really remember what happened. Um, and these are these special moments in life that we should be treasuring and remembering forever, yet we're not quite fully there for them. Always exhausted. Um, obviously the sort of conditions like chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia um can definitely come into play here as well and go beyond just the emotional exhaustion, they can become physical exhaustion as well. Um And there's something that I found that I imagine a lot of people may may be aware that they've experienced burnout in the past is when you go on a holiday or or a break, it kind of takes you at least a week or more to actually get your brain to just calm down and switch off and recover. Um, And a lot of the time, by the time the holiday's over, you're only just ready for the holiday, (laughs) ready to enjoy it and take it in. So once again, you're kind of not present. You're just wanting to switch off, die down. Uh, but the worry and the stress and all that hasn't really subsided just yet. And that's really not the point of a holiday. The holidays sort of, the point of holidays are to be present and maybe go on an adventure or learn a new culture or try different foods or spend quality time with your family. But when you're that exhausted, you sort of can't absorb any of that. Um, yeah, it doesn't, it's like the the holiday doesn't really fix the burnout. It kind of, it's like putting your phone charger on for 20 minutes when it needed 10 hours and unplug it and then it's back to work. So it's a little booster, but it's not quite it. Uh, In terms of a lot of the behaviours that um, can lead to it, and I'll explain a lot of behaviours, a bunch of these, again, are ones that I am guilty of. uh, And then a lot of them will be very universal. So a lot of behaviors can lead to it. This could be in the workplace once again. This could be at home. This could be just absolutely anywhere. So hopefully you can relate it to yourself. Um, Things like behaviors like wanting to try please everybody, spending a lot of your energy and effort pleasing everyone um, and not putting yourself first pretty much ever. Taking on everyone else's baggage. um, So you've got your own emotional sort of things that could be going on in your life, but you're taking a lot of other people's on as well and uh, trying your best to fix those and, not putting much attention on yourself. Uh, Being too proud to ask for help or to listen when other people are trying to give help. You know, other people very often before you will identify that you're not quite yourself or you're exhausted or you snap, your or you just, you know, have become a little bit lost. Um, And often the person's burnt out is, you know, the, the common phrase is I'm fine. I'm fine, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. I've just got to get through this bit and then I'll be fine. Don't worry. I'm just a little bit tired. It's all good. Don't worry. I'm all. F- I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, and it's, you know, nine times out of 10, 99 times out of 100, it's not the case. Um, as I sort of mentioned quickly earlier, that resistance to change or resistance to, to new information, um, resistance to a, another way to what maybe you're currently doing. So when you are sort of in this phase of burnout um, or leading up to burnout, you sort of people tend to feel like they're just trying to keep up with whatever it is they're keeping up with or just trying to get ahead. You know, if I just work that little bit harder, the business will be, uh, will break even or it will finally make a profit or I'll be able to pay back my debt. Or if I just do that little bit more then my boss will be happy. Or if I just keep doing all these things myself, then my kids, you know, they'll be fine and they'll, they, you know, they'll be happy. Um, And because you're so exhausted and so foggy, the thought of anyone else's sort of ideas or opinions or a change or something you might have read even, where it says, hey, here's another way, and this could or maybe has been proven to work better, the thought of actually making that change and putting in the work is uh, often overwhelming. It kind of seems inconceivable because all of your time energy, well, you're not not all, more than all, instead of being at 100%, you're running at 200% just to do what you're doing, just to keep up. So the thought of having to try add another, what would probably feel like another 200% of energy to switch everything over or change the systems or change your routine uh, is probably just fills you full of anxiety and, and fear as to, I just don't think I've got the energy to do that. So I'm not going to, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and I'm just going to hope that things will get better and just go back to that sort of state of denial that it will get better. A few other behaviors, Um, often taking everything personally from work, from your clients, from family, from home, whatever, when it's not always your fault or a lot of time it's not always in your control. Um, Having no boundaries or being that kind of yes person that maybe says yes to too many things or agrees to doing too many things or in terms of having boundaries, maybe being contactable at all times you know, via your emails or your phone calls, or your text, responding to texts straight away or messages or emails straight away opens up the gates that, you know, you can be reached at those times and the the expectations of others is that that's how you are. So now, uh, therefore, they can do that. And what happens when that expectation's, when you give yourself no boundaries um, to your life and you allow whoever it is to pretty much have, uh, you know, an expectation that they can, reach you at any time or demand something from from you at any time um when you don't deliver on that you let people down and you feel like you've let people down and that's obviously going to increase the stress and the pressure so the pressure to maintain those you know minimal to zero boundaries that you've set and to change that is a is a scary thought as well um but it's kind of a a spinning spiral that'll just make it harder and harder and harder and this is a massive one and something I've thought about a lot in the past is, um, as I just mentioned, that um, not only when you don't have boundaries do you stretch yourself thin um, and struggle to please everybody, but when you actually don't please everybody, and this is no fault of theirs, but they become very Upset and disappointed in you, like you've done something wrong by them because you didn't deliver, and that's not their fault for being greedy or selfish or entitled. It's in a way your fault for allowing that to be the expectation. Massive one, and that ties into me. Um, <clears throat> so, what we do to try deal with all these, you know, this burnout, this this stress and pressure, is you know because we can't take in that thought of changing or trying something different, we just work harder and harder and harder and do all we can to get ahead and remain somewhat optimistic, hoping that at some point this is going to be fine. It will change at some point. I've just got to keep putting my head down. Often it doesn't. Or at the end of the day, we just go straight for the the drinks cabinet and drop ourselves a scotch and Diet Coke, triple scotch and little Diet Coke, minimal ice um, just to help clear the mind as best we can forget the day calm ourselves down we're at a high state of stress this entire day and just that one drink calms us down now alcohol's out there you know the point of alcohol is to be enjoyed not to calm down your day because it's been too much The same with like coffee coffee's a a beautiful, beautiful, delicious thing. Um, but the purpose of coffee is to be enjoyed and maybe give us a bit of a boost, but it shouldn't be reliant on to be able to slog through the day. So if you're someone that must have coffee to physically and mentally get through the day and then must have a drink to physically and mentally wind down from the day, that's high potential for you know something like burnout to be brewing inside. And... Yeah, and what happens, what what kind of person you become during burnout, you become, pff, there's no better way to explain it than a zombie. Um, and your life is a blur. Like if I think of those couple of years where I was definitely experiencing a, a level of burnout or various levels of burnout, I, I have a poor memory of it. Um, and I generally have a very good memory. Uh, my wife would d- dispute that. <laughs> but when I'm functioning good and I'm present and I'm not overly busy, I can remember a lot and I have a lot of... Uh, Far fonder memories of those moments But if I try to think of those good times Like I said at the start Those kind of pivotal moments in your life That are supposed to be enjoyed With friends, family, whoever Milestones And you were at that burnout stage And you weren't present Your memory of them is foggy So if you can imagine Like imagine people that are sort of Just overworked And just live themselves on the edge For not just a couple of years Like 10, 20, 30 years And then they look back And they realize that they can't remember a lot of it that's not a good thing we we want to be able to look back and enjoy our life our lives that we don't want it to be a blur so that in a good relatively quick definitely spoken far better than the other day nutshell that's burnout um i'm sure someone's (laughs) checking some boxes right now going shit um but yeah like i'd initially mentioned i i know that Uh, some people going into lockdown and being forced to stop had this revelation like shit I was doing way too much and now going back into back to work and back to all these other things and adding and adding and adding things a little bit more cautious of what we're adding and how much we're adding Um, and maybe realising that a couple of those things that we were doing we don't need to do anymore and we shouldn't do them anymore and then on the flip side those that are flat out right now kind of have that glazed look over their eyes at the moment and (laughs) all I'm doing is saying mate Slow down, slow down. Give yourself a break. I spoke to one uh, absolute legend in our gym and he said he actually, which was a, such a brave thing to do, was he he si- almost signed off on a build uh, for a client and then cancelled it because he has so much coming up in his life, life stuff, weddings and kids and things like that, that he made that really bold choice to go, no, I, I can't do this build uh, I need to do these things for my family where like how many of us have said no I've got to please the client or oh, I've got to do what I can to bring in more money when you might not necessarily need it. That's so why he did so brave. I think it was unreal. Okay let's go into my story. I'm going to try to keep it way shorter than my shitty ass recording last time. So my story is yeah I've obviously owned, owned um, CrossFit Cranbourne slash Valor Fitness Nutrition of mine for It's coming on eight years now and I pretty much started with just base PT kind of role. I'd rented out a bit of space at uh, my previous amazing little CrossFit gym and got started and just, you know, pretty much just bit off more like a chew and chewed like fuck. And and then I went into opening up this bigger gym and trying to do everything myself, um, pretty much with the goal of keeping overheads low so we could pay back debts and pay coaches and pay ourselves a wage and and make the place survive and live and thrive, Um, which as we learnt over time was a big mistake. Um, But yeah, for, for years and years, my kind of goal was to please everybody, everyone that came in, anyone that came in, even if the place maybe not have been suited to them you would try your ass off to find a way to please them and make them happy. Um, Which, once again, is another thing that I learned over time is what you shouldn't do. Um, So I worked my ass off, took a lot of the classes, did the cleaning, did the back end, did the payments, did the marketing, did the content, did the extra events, um, did the programming, did everything pretty much possible and handed off maybe a third to a half of the classes to my co-owner and and other coaches but everything else was all on me at the same time in that at the end of that first year we had our uh, court and I had our baby Harper and that added plenty more commitment and responsibility to the mix too so it was all great it was a fantastic it's always been fantastic and the people have been amazing over the time and the the connections and stuff that we've shared and the, the lives that we've been managing to change over this time, you wouldn't change it for the world. But uh, year and year as it sort of built along, over, especially probably the first four years is, um, yeah, it, it was just a gradual build towards burnout. Um, and the, it, was, it was due to the mistakes I make. So for one, I was trying to do too much, um, trying to please everybody, um, not having enough boundaries. So, You know, not setting boundaries and limits on when I respond to people or when I book people in for things. So stretching myself super thin and allowing everybody, all of me, um, not putting my family first. Um, which you think you are and you're trying your best you think you're putting your family first through trying to make a, the business work as well in a way which is probably one of the main arguments for why people do overwork themselves um, but it was it was a whole lot of that working harder not smarter and I was building and building and building um, and I think about into the fourth year um, it was we, it, well, again it was fine our members were happy we were chucking along but we were flat out um, I know that Yeah, especially looking back now, there's definitely foggy memories. There's times that we would go on a trip to Bali and at the time, yeah, I can imagine that there were always great times. But if I try to look at them now, I can't really, don't have the the best um, clear memories of them, Um, which is silly. Um, Coming towards the second half of the year 2016, um, had a few just incidents all sort of back to back. Um, the gym got broken into twice. I can't remember this timeline exactly, but it got broken into once. Um, just some, you know, just typical Darrow idiot. Smashed the window, broke in, and something to steal from a gym unless you're strong enough to carry a bunch of weights out. But took an iPad, took some cash that he found, and got out of there. But the, the cost on that is high. The, the insurance, to the excess to cover the the glass, to replace the iPad lost yourself a bit of cash, the fear and that kind of anxiety over having someone broken into your space, that violation feeling um, kind of added to the stress. Then only a few weeks later, um, and this is where sort of the the true telling of me being far too exhausted came in, Um, I'd gone to the snow that day with a couple of mates slash members uh, and we had a wonderful day, but... Uh, obviously, a one-day trip to Mount Buller becomes a pretty exhausting ending to the day, so I was out like a zombie that night and couldn't, yeah, just, just slept hard. Usually, if there's ever any a noise or a sound or anything and I wake up or Court wakes up, I'm able to get up and check it out, but I was that zonked from both the snow day slash burning myself at every end of the, the candle. I couldn't wake up when she heard a noise. Um, I kind of just mumbled at her and went, no, it'll be fine, and just went back to sleep. And then when I did wake up, this was one of my lucky sleeping days where I was not taking the early class. um, Paul was. Um, If I was actually to be getting up at my normal early class time, I would have caught these people in the act. But yeah, I woke up, um, went downstairs and noticed there's quite a draft coming As I got to the bottom of the stairs, I noticed that the door through to the garage was open. I'm like, okay, that's odd. And then I got to the garage and realized that the front roller door was open. I went, oh, right. Um, Did I leave it open? And then I looked out further to where my car was supposed to be and it was not there. Um, And that's when everything sort of the shock and the, the sinking feeling sunk in and went, holy shit, someone has broken into our house while we were sleeping and stolen my car. I went to the kitchen bench where my keys and wallet were and both were gone. Wandered around the house quickly to see what else was gone and couldn't see nothing and quickly bolted upstairs, shaking and teary-eyed. Have just had to tell court what has just happened to us. Um, luckily, our daughter Harper lives up was living upstairs. She was in the upstairs bedroom as well. Um, at that time, I think the thought of having your child downstairs while that was going on would be mortifying. Um, yeah, so we'd been broken into and robbed and uh, violated and it was a really... It's quite a traumatising, horrific time. It it turned out that the the people that did it were just some young, young, silly kids from a local town nearby. Um, But this was going on at a time where break-ins were very common in our area. Um... And it was, you know, sometimes it was done by pretty aggressive gangs of teens and using that as well. So um, that sort of fear and uncertainty of like what might have happened if I did wake up, would, would have we been attacked or, or would we not been attacked? What, what could you have done? Sort of a million things go through your head. But from that period forward, we didn't really feel that safe in their home anymore. We struggled to go to sleep. Um, we'd wake up at any sort of sound in the night and walk around the house. So the added stress added to the to the impending building burnout the lack the reduced sleep hours added to the burnout things are a lot more challenging and following that um a couple of our friends our best friends, got married um and then we were they we were fortunate enough that they asked us to come and kind of crash their honeymoon in bali with them so we went to bali and this is that point where i one of those points where I, while I was in Bali, I sort of realized I was just not recovering. I was not resting. I was rested. I was having a great time. But when I got back, I still felt exhausted. Nothing changed. Um, Not long after we got back a couple of weeks later, we got broken into again at the gym. So once again, the windows were smashed. Um, Basic stuff was stolen. Um, nothing was too bad this time because we'd sort of locked everything up but still we had to pay the excess once again and uh, cop all that stress of once again having the place violated and um, so more stress built and then the final part that really just cracked me over the edge was... um, we had one of our, you know, really good coaches who had was doing kind of half the coaching hours and was well loved, decided he wanted to leave. He wasn't wasn't happy anymore and he wanted to move on, which is which was fine. Um, but not only that, we had a lot of we unbeknownst to me, we had a bit of a culture issue going on with with clicks. Um you know, majority of the gym was fine. There, there was no click and, you know, nastiness. But we did have unfortunately had a click which, you know, occurs in all communities from time to time, but we had a click that I behaved in an entitled fashion uh spoke poorly of of people you know or in a way i guess you say gossiped about others and and really become quite toxic in the place and I think a couple of those people end up leaving, which is good but but the the build up of all these different things at one time caused me to really really struggle in a way and, and a lot of that toxicity and click-like behavior was highly as a result of my zero boundaries and yes-man attitude and and I guess you could probably call it pushover, pushover-like behavior. So combine all these kind of things in a very short period of time plus just the years and years of being very busy, um, I burnt out, absolutely cooked myself. I was just a blur. Um, Those couple of months were just blurry as. And if I try thinking about them now, I just rub my head and I can't really think and conceive what happened. Um, But with suffering and pressure and things like that comes good positive change. So things did turn around. Luckily for me, I had enrolled myself in a really good uh, gym affiliate course, a small course to help teach small gym owners to do a better job. And it really just kicked me in the ass and helped me learn and realize that so much of what I was doing was great but so much of what I was doing was wrong and could have been done better maybe not quite wrong but just could have been done so much better those things where you Like I'd said at the beginning, you're trucking and trucking and trucking along and you think that it's the right way to do it Um, and the thought of trying to change it is inconceivable because you're so tired. Just to have somebody say, do it this way. (laughs) You're doing this this way, you need to try try do it this way. Uh, And it was just a, a real game changer and a mind blower for me to find ways and to also accept that you don't have to do everything. You can you can delegate to other people. It's not going to break the bank. The gym won't fall apart. Everything will be okay. You don't have to do it all yourself. Uh, but without having someone and other people there going through very similar stories, it might not have happened. It might not have changed. Um, that was kind of one catalyst that helped change. The other catalyst, which is a funny story, it's um, a very close friend of ours who's um, very loved by us and she loves us in a good way she was originally a member but she she's got herself involved in a, a, a multi-level marketing a shake company and she came to us you know we've we we'd always been extremely adverse to it like no no just back off we're not interested um, but she kind of came to us from the right side from the side that she identified that we were struggling and she was the very first person that came to me and court and said are you guys okay because you don't seem okay you're not yourselves you're tired you're you're blurry she just identified it and was concerned and um, suggested that we you know give this give this a go and and see what happens and still I was incredibly uh, resistant and adverse to it because I thought it was a load of bullshit Um, but we did give it a try and and you know, I'm not going to have a go at anything to do with multi-level marketing because you, know, you do you. If it's your thing, that's your thing. Uh, but it helped us. Whether it was that actual, you know, the magical pill product that helped us, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was more the, the act of care from a friend and just making some sort of change, some sort of catalyst for change, which was paying a little bit more attention to our health and diet, which was always good, but making a more of an active change to it making those changes to the gym at that time, just being a little bit more aware and also having someone to just acknowledge that we were struggling um, quite a bit. Whereas before that, we didn't feel like we had anyone or didn't feel like we had anyone uh, realizing or acknowledging that what we were going through or had come to us to say, hey, you guys aren't doing well. So um, yeah, before we go on, if someone's trying to sell you shakes, see where they're trying to come from. Some people come at you from the wrong angle and you just want to tell them to bugger off, tell them to bugger off. Uh, but I think our friend, she was coming to us. I think a lot of people that do get involved in that stuff, they come to you from a, not from that greed side, they come to you from that side of passion because it had changed their life in some way. And like I said, it's probably not that thing, that, you know, when it comes to those shake companies, it's it's just restriction on calories. Um just go listen to my other earlier food podcast and how weight loss works to get a better understanding of that. But it's just a restriction on calories and it's, you know, added vitamins and things like that to help make you feel better, which is great. It's fine. If that works for you, it works for you. Um But it's that some someone came to them from a position of care and gave them care and love and and used something to help them and it made positive change. If it made positive change, that's fantastic. If it doesn't, move on. Um it's not something that I use now. I used it months ago. I used it for maybe about three months and was kind of over it. I was not really my thing. But just the, just to have someone come to me and say, you got, you're struggling. I want to try to help you in some way um, was all it took to start to realize that I was burnt out and something needed to change. So they were kind of our two catalysts. And from that period forward, things just got better and better. Um, our communication between myself and my wife got better and better. Communication at the gym got better. The changes I implemented got better. The team that I put to- together got better. My my boundaries started to increase. Um, I spent less time trying to make everybody happy and just decided on how the business should run. And if people like that, that's great. If people don't like that, then it's not the place for them. And I just sort of just sort of become a person that started to accept things that way and it's quite a challenge as well to, to be able to go against the way you've done things in the past but um, I guess it takes a bit of that sort of courage and um, or, or or just blind <laughs> blindness to just shut your eyes and give it a crack and see what happens and um, it's it's taken teething in that over time. We've had people come and go as a result and we've kind of had some of probably the people that my gym wasn't suited to go and that's helped shape uh, the place into a better place it doesn't mean that they were not a good person it just means that this wasn't the place for them and the the kind of place that I wanted to create um, didn't suit them and that's okay but now the place is a place that uh, I just love and the people we just love and the cliques don't exist and um, the boundaries are there and the home life is better and things are much better that's my story with burnout and that's what burnout is um, I'm going to k- finish this off with just a few little kind of conclusion conclusion, conclusive messages um, that I hope anyone that has resonated with this or even knows somebody that's resonated that might resonate with this um, if these things have hit you reach out, speak out tell somebody, whoever it is that you feel confident telling that you think you're struggling a bit Um, don't be too proud to ask for help, don't be too proud to have someone know that you don't have all the answers because no one has all the answers swallow your pride, be humble and uh, ask for some help, go find some courses if it's business related, go find some mum's group if it's home related, go find some psychologists, some paediatricians whoever, a friend a mum, me, it doesn't really matter, reach somebody that that you think is going to be able to, you know, help just chat through with you. It's so vitally important to do it. Don't be afraid of the that fear of oh my god, this is just going to be even more on my plate. I think what a lot of people realised during this COVID, especially when they did get to stop, is that everything didn't implode, and everything didn't explode, everything was actually okay when things did stop and slow down. We had to alter the way we lived a little bit, but all in all the majority of places, majority of businesses, majority of things were able to survive and pivot, whether it was for a week, a month, six months, eight months, whatever the hell the gym was, things managed to be okay. So if you have to take a day off because you're exhausted, the place won't blow up if you have to take a week off, you have to take a month off, you have to change the way you do your job. The place is not going to implode. In fact, things probably change for the better when we're so heavily in our bubble and not making changes and not seeing things from other perspectives, we often miss opportunities or miss uh, ways to do things differently. There's a really amazing book that I might have mentioned before, Stephen Covey's uh, Seven... Oh, now I'm not going to forget it. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Got it. The very last habit is called Sharpen the Axe, which is all about... Never being kind of content and comfortable with what you're currently at and currently doing, always being open and um, growth minded in a way to find better ways to do things. There's always more efficient things to do. For example, one of the best things that I took on board in our gym to cut down on those medial tasks because medial tasks are things that can take hours and hours out of your time in your job when you could be spent on doing better things, like having more conversations with your clients. Doing marketing, creating content, doing the fun parts of the job, as opposed to all those media or computer related things. So, what I did and what I learned to do was to hire VAs, VA a virtual assistant. So, we have an incredible virtual assistant who lives in Venezuela, um, which obviously costs me less. Now, quick side note here cost me less, um, co- uh, earns them great in their country. So it's absolutely not the situation of taking advantage. It's uh taking advantage of the global economy. So my amazing VA Anna uh, lives in Venezuela, which is a war-stricken really politically struggling country at the moment um and has been for a couple of years. So work is difficult to come by, living conditions are horrendous and so which obviously makes me feel pretty good. I get to give her employment and earn her a bit of a wage that means that she can live and survive safely in Venezuela, Um, but she can also make not just mine, but the other uh, staff's lives better at the gym by taking those medial tasks off our hands and um, saving us a little bit of time, which means we can spend more time with our members, we can also spend more time with our families. That's something I never would have considered if I always had my head down and didn't open up to learning new ways, or as I said, sharpening the axe. Now, um, yeah, so I think those people that got to stop, got a bit of realization, realized that, hey, I can cut down on some stuff. Maybe I'm doing too many things. Maybe I'm wasting time on particular things. Let's make some changes, whether that's at work or maybe when I'm at home, I'm doing some mindless shit when I could be doing something else. Maybe I'm doing too many different activities and I just need to sacrifice and say no to a few things, which in the beginning, it's like when you've got, like when you, when you pay for a photographer and she gives you 50 photos, but you're only allowed 10. Cutting down to that 10 is really hard, but life's a lot simpler when you finally got that 10. What are you going to do with the other 40 anyway? You can't put all 50 up in your house, Um, which is how it works with all these activities and things we put into our life. Um... How when well, you're doing twelve things but you're kind of giving ten, twenty percent effort to those twelve things. You could cut it down to five things and give ninety, hundred percent of your energy and effort and attention to those things instead. So it takes sacrifice, it takes that courage and commitment to just say no to particular things or to people or to jobs that are just that little bit too much that are gonna affect your quality of quality of life. Um, people also realise that hey you don't maybe need to earn all the money or what we for some reason like to say keep up it's like who are we keeping up with What's what does keeping up even mean it's just a made up stupid term that we all feel like we need to do um, but a lot of us realise that hey can survive off a bit less money can also survive happier off less money because now that I'm doing 6 hours less work a week or 10 hours less work a week I can put that back into spending it with my family, playing golf or going surfing with a mate and doing some more of that quality, quality of life things, um, as opposed to just working and working and working and earning money and then never actually enjoying the fruits of any of it. Wasted. Lastly, to those that probably worked flat out this year and haven't stopped and maybe are feeling exhausted and didn't get to process what the heck happened with COVID this year. Um, be aware of maybe what's going on right now and make sure that this Christmas time coming up, these summer holidays, you take a serious, serious break. I've heard, spoken to some people that have booked in camping and they just can't wait to go, which is unreal. But make sure you're that person as well. Don't stop and then try to add more. You know, if you've worked flat out, it means that you or your company or whoever have probably earned a lot more right now. You also haven't been able to go on holiday, so you've saved a lot of money too. So just enjoy that. Stop for a bit. You don't have to have all the money. You don't have to make more than what you did last year or old mate next door or whatever. You can just live and just enjoy. The burnout's not worth it. The loss of memories of the past are not worth it either. And that's it. That's burnout for you all. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, Please, if this has hit a little note with you, like I said, reach out to a friend or a family or someone or just message me. I'm more than happy to take messages here at any time but I've got boundaries now so I probably won't reply straight away but I will get back to you I do promise. Catch us later. Thank you very much for listening to the Valor Fitness Nutrition Mind podcast. My name is Stuart Cunningham. If you enjoyed the episode, please send us a like, send us a comment, share it with a mate, give us a rating on the iTunes or whatever you're listening to this on. Every little bit of support helps. Looking forward to bringing you some more stuff next week. This is Bella.